Recording and three, two, one, roll. Have we used this one before? I don't know. Maybe. Probably have. What I want, you got to it might be hard to handle. But like a flame that burns a candle. The kind of fade to flame. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know the words to the song is that's good. It just it just sounds nice though, doesn't it? This is a that's a great song. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Man, calling it right now. Song of the summer, 2020. <laughs> Hollow notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you never know. Song of the year, 2020. It'll be like a remix. It'll be like Kygo or like someone will like come in like Diplo. Yeah, Diplo will come in and remix it. <laughs> then it'll be that'll be the song of the summer. Have you heard the Kygo Whitney Houston? Yeah, that one's that's a, badass. That's a banger, yeah. It is badass. I like when they do that. So I heard, I heard one the other day. That kind of thing could happen. It could be a thing. That's a, that's why it's I might have just called it. Like, it's not that far. Like, it's 2020. Maybe Diplo's listening. He's like, these guys are smart. <laughs> these guys know what they're talking about. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so this is episode 55. Cowboy Happy New Year. Lacey. Yeah. Happy New Year's, people. Happy new decade. Hope you enjoyed your uh, last decade and uh, hope you enjoyed the last... Uh, Two years of cowboy we'll shit. We'll be looking forward to the next decade. Yeah. What What are your uh, Well, we talked about goals last show, but yeah. What do you got going on? I for think the next thing, decade? I think I'm the thing I'm looking most forward to is finishing my degree. Oh yeah, so you're finally gonna be educated. Be educated. Get a piece of paper and see where that takes me. What, are you gonna put it on your on your wine rack? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't ever put any wine in there. So, <laughs> man, that thing is way bigger than I thought. So it you was. know what's kind of like my wine I rack was like pretty just reasonable like we don't have a wine rack we could probably use one but do you I want, want one that fucking big <laughs> man you that have enough is, bottles of wine that thing is it. gigantic we're just a little stocked on the wine right now because because it, it's christmas so it also doubles uh, up though as a hockey equipment dry router a bronze rack that actually honestly rack as much as, as silly as that thing is it actually looks really good on that one <laughs> <rack>. <laughs> it's true you can put like some so like to give to give the people some context we did a friends mess yeah friends christmas was lit 20 it. people at the house was it right yeah did, more. did a yankee swap gift exchange 17 gifts i ended up with a bronze statue of a cowboy and a cowgirl hand in hand that came from jillian and morgan yes yeah. and a nice no, bottle jillian morgan grant sorry <laughs> my bad <laughs> and a nice bottle of apothic red <laughs> so and i and for those of you that don't know i have a really big wine rack at my house like if you have me on snapchat i've sent photos of um, it being a hockey, you, yeah, I drive out my hockey equipment. Or, yeah, I drive my hockey equipment on it because it's actually really great for it. But now that I have a bottle of wine, it was, this you nice could say bronze, it was made for it. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but now that I have wine and this nice bronze, I don't think I can start. I can keep using it as something to drive my hockey equipment out with. It might taint the wine. It might seep through <laughs> the glass, <laughs> the stench. Then you'll have stenchy wine. If apothic red wasn't bad enough already, people have told me that's good wine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm honestly, my wine game is pretty weak. Yeah. I'm more, actually, my favorite wine to drink is rose. Big rose guy. Rose all day. I've heard. Big fan. Storm and I got on the rose on a Monday one time. It's sweet. In the summertime. Um, A really good place to go, uh, Royale on 17th. Royale rose? They have, well, they have half price bottles on Sundays. Really? Yeah. Scott, one time. What about if it's Tuesday (laughs) or Wednesday? Then you get a full price bottle. That's true. But that's fine. Okay, so we're talking about Christmas right on. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas treat? Good question. Um, butter tarts. 
Oh, really? Without raisins. Man, I'm surprised at that. There's so many. You could have went chocolate orange. You could have went pot of gold chocolates. You could have went. I like the homemade homemade baking. Oreos. Those are good, but those are you, they're not. Those aren't like Christmas baking. Like yeah, neither is like, a neither is a butter tart. You can get I, those year round. I associate that with Christmas because, like in my family, that's when we would get butter tarts. What about I like turtles, but I think my favorite would have to be <laughs> was that like the meme I Toblerone. like turtles. <laughs> um, Toblerone. Yeah, well, I like the Lindor. Like the the oh, lent, yeah, like those the are white so ones. Good. Yeah, those are the white taste, chocolate. The, the white chocolate. Those are pretty good. Hmm. Um, what's your favorite part of Christmas dinner? Oh, the dinner. Dang, I'm not even sure. I like the leftover turkey buns. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like I could, die, I could crush the like, nice buns. I could live off turkey buns. Like you just, yeah, you like open faced, put some turkey on it, some gravy, mm-hmm. warm it up. Man, somebody told me the other day they were allergic to turkey. I was so so sorry for them. I don't know who it was now, but they were telling us this story about being horribly allergic to turkey. It might have been Stu with the Wrangler Network, and he just talked about being allergic to turkey. It just that seems like suck. such a bummer. How do you celebrate? The holidays without the Turk. I am. We bought a 22-pound turkey for Christmas. It was a lot of turkey. Are you guys making that we tomorrow still have, or today? We still have we still have turkey buns, and it's already 2020. You could just substitute that with a ham. I know a lot of people who do hams. So uh, Christmas right on, 2020. Okay, cool. What? So what in 2020, what are you looking most forward to? We're most like forward when it comes to? to like just like rodeo in general, like there's something like Global Cup or... I like the Monster Energy Tour events up here the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all due respect to all the rodeos that I work, I, I like those events the They're best. Then that's like the like we talked about it after the PBR finals in it's Saskatoon. Like, yeah, it's like the premier production in yeah. Canada of of, a, of anything a, a in Western, Western sports. sports event. Event. Yeah, I think. Yeah, not I'm, I agree. and I'm biased, but like, but you've been to it now. Like you, you see, I've been difference. around it. We wouldn't we and like, and we may be biased, but we've also been to everything. Yeah, else. Yeah, we've been to everything else, and yeah. I've been to the, everything in the states too. Like, yeah. Yeah, we got a good show with those Heck things. Heck yeah, those are sweet. And yeah, we're already starting off this month, January 24th and 5th in Calgary. And I think, starting, that, the I think starting it off in Calgary is a great place to kick it and off. And then how about that it ends in Edmonton? That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, sir, all circle The last one back. is like the 26th of October in Edmonton. Not a schedule just went out the other day, too. That's kind of a yeah. great new schedule. We're going to Regina. We get to experience Regina in March. And, and Monster Energy Tour in Regina? In Regina at the Brand Center. Nice. March That's 14th. going to be good. The week after Lethbridge. So we go from Calgary to Lethbridge the 6th and 7th then we go to uh, of March then we go to Regina the next weekend and then we go out east in May we're in London Ontario again we go back to uh, go back to Ottawa at the Canadian Tire Center home of the Senators and then we go into uh, that well June 6th is Ottawa this time around then we're in Sydney Nova Scotia that's a new stop that's new always new I thought that Sydney's was a, a new stop Sydney it? Nova Scotia yeah but those Not events, Australia. Probably, those events do pretty well. Like the people out there like the bull ride. Oh yeah, we've had a lot of different sellouts in different places now. Moncton was sold out the first year mm-hmm. in a new venue there. Now we're back there again. I forgot about that one. We're out back to Moncton in the new Avenue Center. Monkey Town. And then yeah, then after the fall we go to uh, Abbotsford, Edmonton. Wrap it up in Saskatoon. Where do you think? And up the title. Who do? You, so let's. Or sorry, you go ahead. Then I got a question. So okay, when it comes to the Monster Energy Tour, what's one? stop you hope to see on the map at some point a new one yeah a new stop that have we haven't seen yet well i don't know if there's any more new ones really that we would have left i think that right that uh really the next one would be or what I, place i want to go back is toronto i want to see right. us go back to toronto and have a big event in toronto yeah okay that would be that that like that's the only one i'm thinking what would you think i mean what I, else I would agree with, i would agree with toronto like have you done thunder bay no that could be neat to go in the yeah. in the inland of ontario there yeah i would say 
I think we talked about going there on the way out or back. What or about St. John's, Newfoundland? That's actually true. It would be cool to go to Newfoundland. Yeah. I think they're looking at that too, so that might end up being I think a it thing. would do like well. And, oh, it would be like Moncton. Like if going there for the first time, I think that would work. Or even go, it'd be really cool to do one in PEI again. I know they've done it in the past in yeah. like Charlottetown, but it'd be neat to go back to some of those places. Yeah, because I think those would be... And even like it's like Sydney. Sydney's going to be awesome. With it's my kind ex- of a more redneck area of Nova yeah, Scotia exactly. Too. Like and the people I've worked with, like up north, like they love talking about bull riding and yeah. rodeo, and like they don't have access to it. Yeah, never just never got to see yeah, it. So eh? I think to see it expand out there, and then there's opportunity for it, and the way it's been growing, I I don't see it. It's not impossible. Yeah, and we can only like we only have those ten events a year, so it's kind of limited as where you go. Mm-hmm. We're not going to dump a good venue, uh, right? So we're just going to keep rolling going to do cool places it's cool. It's, exciting. it's cool to see the growth even just since the monster energy tours came into oh yeah, Canada, yeah this like, is already year five i guess yeah it? but it, you, just see you compare from the first year to where it's at now like last year it paid out 50 grand to the, to the winners, yeah, and yeah. it's a great of like great events like it's pretty cool uh and i got some road cases now to go with i'm excited about those you know, you, yeah even like compare what you're doing now like, that's you, true yeah got, like you own everything now like you're a lot of stuff you're yeah. the guy that's pretty 2019 cool. bought a bunch of speakers big year you for know? the kid yeah really do really doing it so I guess we'll call it good there and uh, come back after this to, with our another one of our interviews from the Canadian Finals Rodeo CFR 46 Hot Stoves. Enjoy the uh, the chat we had with these folks, and uh, we'll catch up again on the on the flip side. <laughs> Welcome to. Day five of CFR 46. These are the athlete hot stoves. Uh, Going to start us off here. We've got a couple guests with us right now and maybe one coming a little bit later, but uh, we'll start us off right here. He's a five-time CFR qualifier and a three-time Canadian champion. Ten trips to the Wrangler NFR and the 2013 World Champion tie-down roper. He's the 2016 Calgary Stampede champion and founder of the Cowboy Journal. Please welcome Shane Hanchi. How's it going? Yeah, doing good. Thanks for being here, Shane. Thank you. All right. For five straight years, he's qualified for the Wrangler NFR, and five times he's been the PRCA World Champion Bull Rider. He's a three-time Calgary Stampede Champion and the PRCA's youngest millionaire ever. From Strong City, Oklahoma, it's Sage Kimsey. How do you like that for your uh, theme song for the NFR, Sage? You were uh, you were asking the other day, did you get one picked yet, or how about sicko mode? What do you think? I like it. I, yeah, I haven't actually picked one yet, but uh, we're in, it's in the process still. That was uh, that was my pick. I didn't get to put it on there yet, but I uh, when when you show up, you put the money in the bank. That's like I figured it kind of worked. Yeah, I do like that one. I don't know. I was thinking maybe we will rock you since that'd be pretty sweet having eighteen thousand people rock the Thomas and Mac for it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Shane, what? Uh, let's talk about the week you've had so far. It kind of hasn't been what you really wanted for the CFR. And then the dang Astros going and uh, don't get the World Series. What what about the, that week so far? They really got my week started off on the wrong foot. Um, the Astros kind of let me down. But, um, I mean, I've been here um, four times. This is my fifth appearance. And I've had three great CFRs and one really good CFR. So, I think by the law of averages, I was probably um, – had to kind of take a dip down, you know, but, um, the first two rounds were totally on me. Um, I didn't draw very good, but also didn't do very good riding and roping and, um, maybe just a little, um, overdoing things, probably trying a little too hard, if that makes sense. Um, the third round, I finally got some money won and kind of run one down a little ways and, and made a good run. And then last night, just 
some weird things have been happening. I hung my spur in the latigo of my back girt and couldn't get off and then misflanked my calf. But, um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a very good four nights, but it could be worse. You know, I'm uh third or fourth in the average and going to go out these next two and see what, uh, see what happens. It's still pretty tight. It's still really, it, it could go any which way yet. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about here. Um, if you get a back number here, um, there's, there's a lot of money to be won. You can make up some ground relatively quick and, um, I'm going to try to go in there and win first or second each night. And, um, that'll probably move me up in the average and see where it falls. I mean, um, I don't think you can quite count me out yet, but, uh, we'll see. Well, between the rounds, you got 10, at least 10,000 around plus 15,000 in the average. That's still 35 grand left. And it's only about, there's only about six or 7,000 between the top 10. Yeah, you know, that's a it's it's real close. A lot of guys have been roping good. Um I just for whatever reason haven't got on that roll yet, but tonight's uh seems like a good night, especially if this couch has been good luck like I hear. It has been, has been. Everybody there's been a, at least first or second one from somebody on the couch every day so far. Might as well be us two tonight. Might as well. Uh I want to talk about I want to go to the sports thing though. You're such a big sports fan and you were in the media room every night before uh before the perf the first the first four nights watching or first first couple nights watching the world series that's not your usual pregame routine is it well yeah it is normally for me no but uh i'm just i i sports is what motivates me i uh i look up to a lot of them guys and just like this guy beside me i look up to their performance and how they get mentally ready and how they perform um how they bounce back from adversity i, I kind of want to watch them and see how they how they handle it and, and want to um you know, perfect my craft after that. But um, I just, for whatever reason, my whole life, we've been Astros fans. My uncle hasn't missed a broadcast since 77. I was telling Kobe that um, in the media room. 77, that was a long time ago, to not miss a spring training game or, or a regular season game, uh, whether at the radio or TV. So I was kind of indebted to the Astros being so close to Houston and Louisiana. And um. I just have always looked up to them, and they were so bad for so long, and now they've been great the last three years, and uh, it was kind of heartbreaking to see them lose the World Series how they did, but I just like watching them guys and um, seeing how they react. And and you actually got a chance to meet a few of those guys that uh, you're telling me 2015 at the uh, at the Rams Circuit Finals in Florida. Yeah, you know, they uh, they have the same, or at the time, they had the same sp- uh, spring training um, complex that we had the rodeo at, um, Silver Spur Arena, and I was able to meet um, Jose Altuve, George Springer, and the manager, and that, that was really the first year they got onto a roll. They they really overachieved that year, made the playoffs, and uh, it was cool to to meet them and kind of get a behind the scenes look on their training and getting ready for the regular season, and uh, really kind of brightened my eye for uh, for that rodeo that week. Sage, this is the the first major finals that you've come into, not in the number one spot. Talk about being in that position so far this week, and and what it's been like. Yeah, it's definitely been different. I mean, that's kind of whenever I set out this year to get my Canadian count, um, I knew that it was a pretty good possibility that I wasn't going to come in number one just because I wasn't going to go to that many rodeos. The travel was pretty tough. So, um, I mean, I've only planned on going to 15 rodeos. That's what happened. Whenever I came up, I mean, that was just, it, it was just always the goal just to make the CFR and, you know, just, just have fun with it, really. Um, I mean, there's not a, not a better place to come come hone your craft just on good bulls it's a great setup for us and uh you know i've just been enjoying it really um just just all the pressures off and just just getting to go have fun talk about uh talk about how this is one of the this is one of the top 
five paying rodeos in the entire world, but a lot of people kind of might not might not know that being from from the southern states. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, I don't know. I mean, I was introduced to to Canadian rodeo, I guess, whenever I was in college. Uh, uh I was in college with Leighton Green and Jake Stemo and um I remember we watched the Canadian finals and they were they were talking about it, you know, and of course being from Canada, yeah. I mean, this this is what they look forward to ever since they were little kids and uh that, that was kind of the first taste I had of Canadian rodeo and, um, you know, just always kind of looked forward to it. And, and we had talked about it and I told him, told him back in the day that I was going to make at least one run at it eventually. And, uh, this year was it. So you've been here this year. What do you, what do you think of the CFR and Red Deer f- four days in? Um, it's a, it's a blast. It really has been. I mean, the hospitality of the Canadian people's always been, always been great every time we come up here. And, uh, you know, Red Deer's a great city to have it in. Bulls have been good. The guy's been riding good, and the money's good. So I have no complaints. It's looking like Edgar's getting uh, – he's pretty far ahead at this point. So are we going to see you back next year possibly to uh, try and win the Canadian title? I mean, we'll see. I'm not going to count myself out, though. I don't I don't know what, where the dollars are, but uh, I, I think there's still a chance, honestly, because, um, you know, the bull riding, there's so much volatility, and, and I don't know the exact numbers. I'm just going to keep staying on my bulls, and, and we'll see where it falls. And, yeah, I mean – we'll. We'll see if I, I ever come back for sure, just because it does make the travel very hard, you know, coming coming all the way from Texas. I mean, Hanch probably knows better than I do. It, I, all I need is my gear bag and, and, and get on an airplane, and, uh, you know, it's a little tougher for him. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely definitely enjoyed my time, so I won't rule it out. Talk about some of those those uh, those trips you had to make. You'd come up here, you'd rodeo in the States for the, the middle of the week, then you'd come up here on the weekends because you could make a few rodeos and start getting that count in. You had you had to, to had to really uh, maximize your schedule and probably get on a few more bulls than usual. Well, I mean that's the thing. It just it, it was it was you know we'd we'd rodeo in the middle of the week down in the states and you know you'd get on get on it either whether it's extreme bulls or or rodeos Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then fly up here. I mean it was an early flight for sure, especially with a, a lot of matinee performances up here in Canada. Yeah, we came up Friday Saturday Sunday and turned around and went home and uh, yeah, I mean it definitely. I don't know that it was any more bulls, but the travel was definitely rougher because, I mean, everything else is three hours from my house that time of year. And, uh, you know, instead of going to that to that rodeo, uh, I was headed to the airport to fly up here. So, um, I mean, it definitely, I'd say the travel was worse than anything. It wasn't really like more bulls because I'd still been getting on bulls there, but it definitely took, you know, especially whenever I'd be home all day Sunday and, and getting ready to do, to do everything else. I mean, you you wiped that clean and I didn't get home until Monday midday, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it was a good, a good time. And I had fun this year though. We, uh, our last guest just arrived over here. I'll, uh, introduce him right now. He's an eight time Canadian country music awards roots artist of the year with three gold records and a Juno to his name. He's Alberta's own Mr. Core Blund. It's kind of like rodeo and just show up and get right, uh, right to it. Eh? I'm still kind of blurry eyed a little bit. <laughs> Where you were, uh, you've been home for the last couple of days, but you're uh, starting off a big tour here tonight in Red Deer. Yeah, yeah, we're going to Cadillac, Saskatchewan tomorrow. Another hotbed, and then uh, Dakota and making our way to Texas. Uh, what's it mean to be here at the Canadian Finals, though? This is a rodeo that's been a big part of your family's history. Really, you guys have been part of it for a long time. Yeah, this is the first time we played the finals. Strangely, it's never worked out, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. The uh, the it was a full house last night. You've been sold out for weeks already, but it's going to be a rocker over there, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Who was here last night? Uh the Roadhammers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
Looking forward to it. All my relatives are coming out of the woodwork at the last minute asking for guest asking list for spots. tickets, yeah. <laughs> you guys probably get that a lot too, eh? At the finals, how bad is it? Tickets? Oh, yeah, the tickets. They're fairly bad, yeah. You really don't know the people that start asking you for tickets, especially right when you first make it. Now, me and Sage have made it so much, we kind of have our, our guest list down. But when we first would make it, or when I would first make it, I was getting messages from people that was supposedly my cousins from my uncle. So. <laughs> I got I got a lot of cousins too. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> more um, and more and more all the time. You've uh, you've already been to ten NFRs, Shane. Uh, what's been some of the highlights there for the finals? What does it take to be that consistent over that many years, though? You know, it's um for me. I mean, maintaining relevancy is is my key to success. I want people to to know who I am, and I, it, it mo- motivates me to make it every year. Because I have made it ten in a row, and and I've never really stopped and said, "Oh man, eight in a row, that's great. Nine in a row, six in a row." But, but ten in a row for me, that that that's a big deal coming from a kid from Louisiana that, um, prior to me, had only had one NFR qualifier in the CAF Open. Um, so, um, I mean, my biggest highlight would be obviously winning the world title in 2013 and how I went about it. Um, at the time, setting two records, one uh, that still holds today, the average record on 10, and um, really just um, maintaining my horsepower because I'm a little guy and I know that um, in order for me to succeed in the winter, the spring, summer, fall, at the finals, I got to have good horses and I just want to maintain and um, have, have the horsepower that I do. And I'm looking forward to, to this December going in fifth, uh, kind of nothing to lose mentality and going to kind of let my hair down. Kind of different from last year going in number one. Yeah, I mean, not not everybody can go in number one every year and win a gold buckle like this guy next to me. But no, I <laughs> I had a few bad breaks last year. I, I got flagged out in the fifth round. That cost me um, a go round and to be one in the average. So who knows how it how it shapes up if, if that call don't go against me. But, um, you know, I learned a lot from it and I'm looking forward to this year. I want to ask you about the horsepower first. Talk about TJ riding him up here and uh, and just how important the horsepower is in the tie down open. Man, yeah. For for one, TJ. I mean, when I started riding him in 2015 up here, I never thought that it would it would last as long as it has. Um, Logan um, has been really grateful to me um, to let me ride not just Canadian finals, but at Stavely, Alberta, in the, in May at, at Grand Prairie at the end of May, and um, that horse is a winner. I mean, he's probably I, I was able to fortunate enough to ride a lot of good horses in my career so far and, and he's right there in the top five of of uh, best horses i've ever rode he, he's the same no matter what um if you do your job you're going to win money and that's uh that's really important this day and age um with the horsepower and um i just man i rode him at the nfr that should tell you uh, all you need to know i rode him at the biggest stage of rodeo that year in 2015 and um I've I've won two of my three Canadian titles have been on him, so it's it's pretty simple um, when you think about it. Um, so he, he's one of the best I've ever rode. Corb, the the tie down roping has been dominated by guys like Shane Tyson Durfee in Canada the last few years. What do you think there is to attribute to those guys winning so many Canadian titles up here? Well, I was going to ask you is what what's you guys schedule like to make both the CFR and Vegas? Is it you got to go pretty hard? Yeah, we we've got to go fairly hard. We uh, Americans got to go to fifteen Canadian rodeos. Yeah. At the very least, so uh, getting our 15 in is pretty tough. We got to come in uh, the beginning of summer in May and and go to a few, and then uh, 
during during the big weeks, you know, Pinocchio and, and Wainwright and Williams Lake, we really got to uh, hammer down and, and make our rodeos down south and up here work. So the scheduling deals, like Sage said, is the hardest probably um, for us because um, once we get here and we kind of get ready, we're we're hopefully going to win. Yeah, that's because that's what strikes me is having making both finals must be kind of a grind. It's a lot of work. What's your November like between now and Vegas? Do you guys keep busy or is it pretty to slow down a little bit? Um, yeah, mine's pretty free, honestly. It's kind of the one time you, you actually get to take care of your body and, and chill out and just get get ready for the finals. That's the I mean, that's really the only off season that we have is is November really. Just one month off before our big ten bulls. And so this is something I want to ask you too, Sage. There hasn't been a guy ride all ten bulls at the NFR in, in a in quite a, probably since Adriano, isn't it now? Since ninety four? What do you think it's going to take for a guy to ride all 10 now? Is it even like it's possible, but it's it's a pretty big uphill battle to get all 10 road there. Yeah, it's possible. I think uh, this year the Pins Bulls are going to be a lot better down there. So I think a guy's going to have going to have a little better chance. Um, But I mean, that's the thing. It's it's going to come down to luck of the draw and then who's hot. And, and I mean, also, it's I mean, like I said, that bull riding is not an easy sport. I mean, in, in no facet. So, I mean, it's going to take a little luck, a lot of skill and um. You know, some good breaks that go guys' way and and just, uh, you know, see if somebody can do it. Uh, I made a list the other day of the top 10 bull riders ever from Canada. I'm curious who would be in your top 10 in the in the entire world. Who Who is in your top 10 for the best ever? It's kind of a question for all three of you, too. So get thinking because I'm going to come at you, too, on the on the best bull riders and maybe best cowboys. But what's your thoughts, Sage? Um, number one is Don Gay for me. I mean... Is like Fred Whitfield's book said, gold buckles don't lie, and he's got the most of them. Um, especially when nobody was split associations whatsoever. There was there was one buckle everybody was shooting for, and um, you know Donnie was willing to give the most to get it. And to me, I mean that kind of embodies being a cowboy. You know what I mean? So uh, Donnie's first, and then you, you go down the list, and I mean naming names. Obviously, I'm gonna miss some, but I mean you got Jim Sharp, tough. Um, I mean, shoot, there's there's so many good guys. Even even Silvano, um, you know, I don't know. It's I feel like just the way people's minds work. Obviously, everybody's going to look at the past more than the present. But um, I mean, there's so many great guys that I mean they they paved the way for us. So uh, yeah, there's a bunch. How do you, how do you rank guys like like uh, Mooney and McBride on the when they're on the PBR side of things? Um, I, I think it's really hard, really hard to rank guys PBR two rodeo because it's just two different worlds um i mean one thing that i think makes athletes great is longevity so i mean you look at that mcbride is one of the greatest in my mind sheer talent wise but personal opinion it's hard to put him on the list of top 10 when you look at it because the guy only rode bulls for 10 years <clears throat> one millions of dollars and then retired you know so it's it's hard to say it's um and i mean jb he's he's conquered all all the dragons but at the same time it's two gold buckles, and Silvano dominated the era that he was in. So it's just hard to say. Oh, yeah. Shane, let's change it up, though, and let's go. Uh, you can talk bull riders, too, maybe a top five or something, but but maybe your event as well in the tie down. Yeah, you know, for me, um, bull riding wise, one guy that I looked up to when I was young because he was from Louisiana, Chris Shivers. Uh, he, yeah. He, he's made a lot of 90 point rides. He's pretty gritty and he's kind of a cowboy. And uh, Mike White grew up about 15 minutes from my house. So. Um, bull riding was, was big, uh, around where I live. My whole family rode bulls, my cousins, um, my uncles. Um, I just happened to be the only guy that wanted rope for whatever reason, <laughs> but, um, nah, bull riding's 
probably my favorite sport, my favorite event to watch in rodeo. I'm back there as much as I can helping these guys, and I got a few bucking bulls um, of my own. But um, as far as greats, I mean, Scotty Schiffner up here, I mean, he's pretty easy to look up to. Um, seems like he did everything right in his career, and his career was was pretty long, like Sage said, you know, longevity-wise. And um, it's pretty cool to watch him. And, and uh, that deal at Calgary – couple years ago or was it last 14. year yeah or when he retired yeah when he retired yeah, yeah that was probably as cool last as it year. gets man uh everybody coming out there and hugging him and that just goes to show you what kind of guy he really is up here you know what are, maybe we should go different and talk about singers on your side core but you're a rodeo fan too and we you were a big part of the finals there back in 16 when all the guys won the world as well yeah, I remember part of that. <laughs> it's a little foggy I, that. Night, I used to. It? I used to. What, do you remember Dale Rose, the bull rider from? Canada? I know the name. Yeah, used to. Used to Didn't he ride with like a hydro down vest and had a dart hanging out of his mouth? He wore a tie too? and he had a cigar and, and a cigar. He'd, yeah, uh, he he'd puff smoke in time with his licks. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's tops on your list. Yeah, he's style points for sure. <laughs> uh, just tell the folks about your family history and in, in the rodeo business. Uh, one of your records. Uh, five dollar bill. It's a picture of you riding a steer on the front of it in writing on stone, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it yeah, a- writing on stone? Yeah. Um, I retired pretty early when I was about sixteen because I got into music. But um, both of my grandpas were were uh, rodeo cowboys up here, and and um, my grandpa Lun did that circuit back in the forties when the guys would go to New York City and Boston and and London, England. London, and went, England. Yeah, and it's they, banned over there now, isn't it? Uh, is it? I don't know. I think I think like anything kind of thing like that, it's outlawed in, in yeah, along with the fox hunt too, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he he did all that stuff, and, and both my grandpas rodeoed, and uh, uh, mom and dad did too. Mom was a barrel racer, and dad was a steer wrestler up here. He had the arena record at the finals here, but went back on his engine for a long time. I think he had a three two three two he held for quite a while. <laughs> well, and your uh, your mom was the wasn't she the first barrel racing champion at Calgary? Is that not is that right? Yeah. Or, one yeah. of the, one of the first or the first? As far as I know, the first. Yeah, fifty nine. It was the first year they had it as a major event. So that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I still got cousins that rope, and and uh, my Dwayne's got bulls, so I'm still pretty embedded in it. Oh yeah, uh, Sage. Uh, we talked the other night about your spurs, and and I'm wondering if you you probably haven't got any further on that story on why they're so significant. But uh, I asked him about a spurs the other day, and Sage paid twenty five hundred dollars for a set of bull riding spurs. When he was 17 years old, and it just—I thought it was just incredible to be that, to have that conviction, to know that you needed that set of spurs that bad and paid that kind of money. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I've never been scared to spend money on equipment. Um, uh, you know, just like Hans talking about horsepower, the only thing we have to help us is our equipment and bull riding. And um, generally speaking, it's not that expensive. And uh, yeah, I mean I—I've always just dreamed about having a set of those spurs ever since the first set I saw probably when I was 10 years old. And, uh, it was just one of those things. As soon as I had the opportunity to buy them, there's just not that many, not that many sets of them out in the world. And definitely the, you don't find any of them for sale. So, uh, whenever I had the chance, it was just one of those things that I was definitely going to pull the trigger on. Um, I had a question wrote down here. You're at five world titles. Um, What's the goal? Is it, is it 10? Is it, uh, is it nine to beat Donnie Gay and be number one on that, that all time list? what's the what's the goals i think your brother told me one time it was 10 but i'm curious yeah i mean nine nine's the immediate goal but i i would like to win 10 because there was a year there that donnie should have won the world that uh, uh the nfr average winner actually was claimed the world champion and uh he, he didn't end up winning the world so yeah i mean 10 definitely that's what i want to do 
And then everybody always asks the question, is it then, would you then consider something on the PBR side of things or, or is it all straight PRCA all the way? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would. You know what the what the PBR has done for the sport and just the Western way of life is pretty incredible. So, I mean, I'll never rule out a PBR run at all. Um, and it, it definitely is. I mean, it's something that, you know, I, growing up, that's what we did. You know, you watch the PBR and then, um, I don't know, it just never was really my main focus, though. So it's, I mean, everybody made it pretty clear what my goals are and, and what I want to do. So, I mean, I'm going to get those conquered and then we'll see where it goes from there. It'd be... Uh Dalen Swearingen is one guy that made he made both the finals this year. Is that something that you'd ever try and trouble, uh, juggle both schedules? Dalen is only the second guy I know, and fellow Louisiana, and um, also did it. He did it twice. He Dalen actually made three finals this year, the college finals as well, which yeah. I think is really impressive for him to be able to do that. Because I mean, you want to talk about juggling schedules around? I mean, you know, it's. Going going to college and being a rodeo athlete's a full time job as it is, and then to, to go make two professional finals is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I won't rule anything like that out for sure. And there's going to be rodeos that I'll always want to go to as long as I'm as long as I'm putting my spurs on. So I mean, yeah, no doubt. Let's uh, let's talk about that quick favorite a favorite rodeo on the schedule for all three. Where where would you start off, Corb? What would be a favorite rodeo for yourself? Pinoca. Pinoca. Yeah. It, well, how, how come on Pinoca? Uh, it's just kind of old school. It's our, it's kind of our go-to if you're from around this, these parts, right? And it's a lot of fun there too. It, uh, you were actually end up singing the anthem there uh, on Canada Day, wasn't it? Yeah, and the American anthem, which American is anthem, scary, yeah. scary, scary for a Canadian. <laughs> it's pretty high. What about yourself, Sage? What uh, would it be for you? Uh, there's quite a few. I couldn't just pick one. Honestly, I'm not just trying to cop out of the question, but uh, I mean, Calgary's definitely up there. Pendleton, Houston, San Antonio. That those probably I mean obviously the NFR but uh yeah I mean those are those are probably you know the top five in my book. What do you think, Shane? Uh, for me, Pendleton and Pinoca during the regular season. Um, Pendleton's just man. I, I've told people they've never been to Pendleton Roundup. They've got to experience it one time. It's a uh, it's the greatest rodeo in the world as far as just atmosphere, production, everything. Um, Pinocchio Stampede's a great one in, in Calgary, you know, are probably my three favorites to, to look forward to throughout the year. Uh, Corb, I want to go uh, back to you here and uh, and talk about kind of some, uh, the music you're writing. And I think it's some of the most authentic music to our lifestyle and what we do. And I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit. Coming into the Canadian finals, like these are your people to be here at the finals. Yeah, I have an interesting career because ha- half of my audience are rural people who understand what I'm saying about the other people are urban people who just find it interesting, I guess. But uh, I'm sort of in a position where I'm trying to expose people who don't know what I'm singing about to this kind of culture. It's a tricky balance because I want to write stuff that's authentic and rings true for people that know about it, ranch people and rodeo people. But uh, it's it's interesting to try to do it in a way that draws in people that don't know about the lifestyle too. So I get asked about a lot of terminology stuff. <laughs> Well, and uh, talk about a couple of the, the newest pieces that you're working on that are coming out right now. You just had Cover Your Tracks, a uh, cover album, and, and a really cool song, an ACDC track that you <laughs> did with uh, with Ian Tyson. Yeah, that was a career highlight. <laughs> Actually, I just we just finished making a new record of our music, and I, I wrote a song with Ned Ledoux called Dance With Your Spurs On. That's kind of cool. And that, uh, when will, be a, will, will we expect that one? March. In March, March next year. Yeah, I got one called... Uh, Ranching, riding, romance, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Horse Poor is going to be uh, ended up on that one too, I would imagine. Yeah, 
yeah, that's about uh, your wife spending all your money on horses. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, uh, world champion in, in 2013. That's got to be the ultimate goal again is to get back there. But let's just talk kind of a few more goals in your career. here. You're only 29, but uh, let's just ask uh, what you're looking forward to here coming up. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's cliche. I mean, one's never enough. And uh, ever since I got this one in 2013, that's that's what keeps me up at night. And um, I'd like to win as many as I can and stay relevant and um, just, you know, have a healthy career. Um, that's kind of one thing that I pray for each night is, is health and um, between me and my horses and having fun and, and staying, staying, uh, staying happy and doing what I love and um, keep coming up here and, and uh, winning some Canadian money. What, what attracts you to Canada so much? Well, for me, um, the rodeos are great. I mean, our rodeo count is at 100 rodeos, and um, there's a lot more rodeos up here that the calves are more even, the payout's better. Um, you just have a better chance to win money, and uh, I like the payout scale up here. Um, they don't drop down quite as much money and from second to third and so on, but um, I've always just had good luck up here for whatever reason, um, ever since I started coming up here in 2010, and um, I hope that it, it continues and, and I'll be back. Um, I don't know when, if um, I'm going to come back in May, but for sure the Pinocchio week and uh, we'll, we'll see how Pinocchio goes and go from there. We've got to talk about the Cowboy Journal. I almost almost missed that part, but let's just talk about that site and your what you built. And you actually just won the award for the PRCA Media Outlet of the Year as well. Yeah, we won a Journalist of the Year for the PRCA. Uh, pretty cool, really cool, knowing that that's something that, that I started and I talked to Sage right when I was wanting to launch it, and I said, man, I, I need you. Uh, out of all people, I need you, and he's been so good about, about doing articles for me. He did a great one for the CFR, and that's probably how you knew he was. this was the first finals that he trailed <laughs> in. Um, but, no, it's been a great sight. I've wanted fans to understand what guys like him and me, what we go through. Um, not not just, you know, when do we first start riding bulls, when do I first start roping, but how is it flying, you know, when you lose your stuff and does anybody let you borrow a bull rope and how's it feel, you know, and, and all the different intricacies of, of rodeo. I want people to understand what we go through on a daily basis. And I started that site not really knowing um, how how or even a business worked, but, man, I uh, got my feet wet real quick. And um, to win the Journalist of the Year, it's, it's man, that's as cool as it gets for me. And we're looking forward to, to many more. Who's going to wear that buckle now? Man, I don't even know what they give. I mean, It's a buckle. Is it really? Yeah. Well, that's a tough decision. <laughs> uh, Sage, the Canadian season here this year, that uh, Shane kind of alluded on a story for, about you from Wainwright. Let's just talk about a, a highlight in Canada this year. What's, uh, what's your favorite memory from the summer? Uh, there's so many good memories, you know what I mean? And it's... Uh... I don't know. I mean, the Wainwright, obviously, you know, like that. Those are the stories you're gonna you're gonna tell your kids and and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah. And I mean, for people that don't know, yeah, I, I my gear bag was lost in transit and uh, showed up to Wainwright and, and had to get on with everybody's borrowed stuff. But um, it is. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's so many good memories, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really get caught up in the the here and now, really. Um, I, I don't know. I can't. Can't pin it, just one, I guess. Corb, uh, we'll finish with you here. You got some big stops coming up on your tour here, though. I was looking, there's a bunch of fun different stops in, in your tour through the Midwest. You're going to 
like Chicago, you're going to Nebraska, Wisconsin, I think, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're all over for the next few months and probably wrap up in Vegas at the NFR, I would imagine. Yeah, we finished this little run in Oklahoma and Texas, and then a week off, and then we're there in Vegas for a week. Well, thanks for being here today. We appreciate you making it. You bet. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sage. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> this one goes out to Teddy. This is one that I actually know the words to. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. Teddy karaoke. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. I've been two hours of pushing brew. Well, well picked their waist. That was good. I figured the people might want some karaoke from you and not just me. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Man, that could be one that I could actually sing at a karaoke joint. That'd be good. Is that like a popular karaoke song? I don't know the no, karaoke. Maybe. Depends I don't know your, the karaoke It's scene. all in your crowd, right? Oh, so you play to your crowd? You don't just play your same song every time? I feel no, like you I just play your crowd. same song every time. No, I've switched it up <laughs> to I play to the crowd. But I've picked I've <clears throat> like some of my like like wheelhouse songs that are crowd pleasers. Oh, yeah, because you're just so good at them. Do. It's not true. bad. Not bad. It's true. Not bad at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, I still riding the high from that performance I had after the Jane Dan show at Watchmen's when I sang I'll Be by Edwin McCain. Yeah. It was like 1236 AM, like just prime time at the bar Friday night mm-hmm. packed. Like the bar was like Watchmen's was full. Yeah. And I bust out the song and the whole bar was like singing along the, the karaoke guy was like putting like the fog machine on. Like it was <laughs> a performance of a lifetime. Wacy's. Uh, highlight, highlight of the year for, for last year for 2019 yeah my performance yeah, easily performance of the year ask Murdo like it was in, in like my best performance by far what are you what are you what are your plans for like 2020 are you like gonna get off the swish a little bit or are you just gonna stay <laughs> keep, just, no you can't talk about Florida no <laughs> easy because <laughs> man make me sound like week, I'm an alcoholic this last week was borderline like there was one picture of you where your eyes are all like real droopy and you, you're like on a three day bender I'm just kind of like wondering if we're going to get our Wacy back in 2020. It's Christmas. Gonna, the liquor's got them. It's Christmas. Watch. It's Christmas. But it's your birth month too. So. It's Christmas. Yeah, no. I. Do you get any presents for your birthday or are they all just for both? I don't get hardly any presents anymore <laughs> anyways. I mean. When you were a kid, did you get separate ones or did you just get hosed and just get one set of like one set <laughs> This of counts as Christmas and your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, When I was younger, maybe got separate, but as I got older, it was just whatever. Here you go. Here's yeah. both. I'm like, I don't know. I you kind of get hosed in December, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's not, and I don't like at this point in my life. I don't really need anything, anyways. Yeah, if I'm going to get something for a gift, you I'd rather buy it be, yourself. Well, I'd even, even rather be like uh, tickets to a show or a game, like just an, an, exper- experience. an experience, as opposed to yeah or it's cash. Kind of, Mom, I need some money. It's kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Send me some money. But yeah, so I don't know. It is what it is. So you're not going to get back. You're not going to straighten out. You're just going to stay on the liquor train. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> and then, but we're gonna set you up with a new date though. For uh, I can, it's only two months, or it's only a month away. Yeah, it's really only a month away because it's it's a month from tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, February second. So, mm-hmm. dang, that's kind of neat too. Yeah, we gotta get on. We gotta start on this a little further on. We need to open up applications. Yeah, we gotta do that. Well, yeah. I guess we should get them up for the next show. That's because that's our next one. It's only two episodes away. Yeah, you guys got that. Jeez, to look we're like to. We're well, three not, episodes. We're not far from like the Hannah tournament. Like nothing, no, not that's coming up fast, man. Jeez, we got so many things to look forward to in the winter now. You I'm be excited to drag. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, winter like I don't like the part of the cold 
but the activities we get to do in the winter time fun, is fun. It? Like, yeah, yeah, it's different. Playing hockey, skiing. Man, we're gonna do a live show from the Hannah tournament this year too. That's gonna. I'm pumped for that. We could probably do a few of them. Like just during each break between the games, we'll probably just fire it up. Because <laughs> I got us a new piece, eh? It's a small new, one, yeah. Yeah, that we can just huck in a backpack, huck it in the hockey bag, and just roll on. <laughs> I mean, probably don't want to put it anywhere. Probably don't want to put it in the hockey bag, but yeah, you know. I'll put it inside a bag in the hockey bag, maybe. Yeah, that's more like it. But yeah, I'm very pumped for Han- 30th anniversary of the Hannah Hockey Tournament. Yeah, that's a topic time. we talk about a lot on this podcast, so I'm sure people <laughs> appreciate to hear about it. And, and we're going to go live. We're going back to defend our title. Yeah, we're the champs. We are the returning Man, we're champs. the champs. Like, we are the champs. Did we ever get a trophy? No, there used to be a trophy, though. The first year I played in it, there was a trophy. Maybe as the champs, we should, like, bring a trophy back. Like, we no, should get a trophy. of us. Well, I mean, like, we should just get one. We should just text Lowell, like, hey, we want a trophy. Well, or just say, like, we can donate it. Like, it'll be... The Everything Cowboy Memorial. No. <laughs> More. This is the year that Everything Cowboy died. <laughs> no, we could do something, though, I'm sure. And we just like a trophy's gonna cost like fifty bucks. Yeah, it'd be sweet to actually have a real trophy though. It would be pretty cool. That we could defend, and then we put our names as the first champions of the year twenty nine. And then the tw- the thirtieth one could go back something. I don't know. Yeah, be kind of could fun. do that. It's not a bad idea. I would like winning winning tro- winning a tournament, getting like a trophy or something way cooler. Well, then prizes, right? Like, what did we get last time? Just beer money. Did we get anything? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we did. Oh, we did. We no. Then we got beer money. We put it into our tab, didn't we? I think so. I can't remember. I forget too. Maybe we donated it back. Yeah. Fun <laughs> Who times. knows? Fun times. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, that you're 27 now. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, another year older, another year wiser. Not really, but yeah, it's good. Uh, it's funny to think like when you were younger, like you're like, oh, like 20, like you're so old. But then you're like, now that I'm this age, I look back at 20 year olds. It's like, I was a little shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was 90 the year I was 20. What? In Jasper, 2010. Oh, you're 20. You're I was 90. 20 years old 20 when years I was old 90. 90. My only 90 point ride That's pretty I was cool. 20. Yeah, I don't know. My only pro rodeo win. 27 is cool. I'm excited. What did I do when I was 27? 2017? I don't know. Nothing We're, very special. We started the podcast. That's true. Yeah. That's neat, right? That's super cool. So that's what I did. Wait, so what close, you, what are you going to do when you're 27? You're going to start a podcast. You graduate from university. <laughs> that's cool too. Cause I didn't do that. Actually, I'll be 28, but that's neither. It doesn't yeah, pay no mind to it. Okay. Let's talk about uh, 2020. Let's do some, this is our first show. It's January 1st. Okay. Do we, I don't know if we ever did predictions at the start of last year. I think we just no, did it it was halfway, to the halfway through it. Yeah. Towards the end. So maybe what about like first year, like bold predictions right off the bat? What do you think? Okay. Let's start with the, with the PBR world champion. Jess Lockwood back to back. You think so, eh? Yeah, easily. If he if he goes at it the same way he went this year, he is not gonna be stopped. Really? Yeah. I uh I don't know. I'm excited to see him and Jose go head to head again. For the whole year. Yeah. I think it might be Jose's year, but I don't know. I'd bet against I didn't really bet against Jess. I just didn't want to pick the same guy. I don't think yeah. it's cool if we pick the same guy. I want I I, I just believe that's who I'm cheering for. Okay. Well, I'm also cheering for... Now he's a friend of the show. Jess. Yeah, friend of the show. <laughs> I'm also cheering for him. Uh, I think it'll be between him and him and Lemay, though. My, like, outside person would be Outlaw. But we just can't go off this. There's going to be somebody else no. jump in there. What about Pacheco back next year? He's going to be in there. Yeah, he's... They, they can't right? count him out. Um, Who is... I think Cody Teal is a guy... He's right up who there, can, too. Yeah, who can, like, you know come who, in and... You know who else kicked ass at the end of the year was Triplet. And he just did well in Kearney too. He, he was good. he went second. He's, finals. His problem is staying healthy though. He seems to be a lot hurt a lot more than those other guys. I don't know what to say there. 
Okay, that's just, so just, just, just what I've noticed. You're going Lockwood, so yep. we, he's going Lockwood. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't really know what to say there. I, I'm going to say I gr- pretty much agree, but he's going to have pick, a pick lot Lame of contenders. If you can pick if you want. I don't really want to. I'd like to see Jess win again. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so go for to be a three-time champ at like 22 or three. Yeah, the youngest guy to go back-to-back would be, be pretty nuts. cool. I, like I, I, tr- I truly believe he'll break the world championship record. You're probably right. Yeah. Got to stay healthy and do it. One other guy we're going to have on one of these shows in the next few weeks is Joe Frost. Asking about this absurd fine he received at the NFR for $3,600. Like, that's insane, man. He wasn't even competing. He was in the stands and gave uh, the producer some feedback, and he fined him for $3,600 U.S., which is like five grand. It's just like it's, it's this made up. It's, it's like, insane. Where did I find this guy? I couldn't believe it. it Thirty six hundred bucks. Yeah, they just pulled a number out of their ass and were mm-hmm. like, "We're gonna give him this." So we're gonna <laughs> talk to Joe about that in this uh, new year. PRCA probably Sager is Stetson gonna contend this year. I and Sage is the world all around champ. He's gonna run away with it. I think he is, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, Stetson gets done and how healthy they both stay. It's gonna come down to that. Yeah, I like think for, for somebody to win it that many years in a row, like it, you know, Sage wants to win four more. But then he'll be like 30. Then it's he's not going to go to any PBR stuff at 30. No. It'll be like J.W. Harris where he goes over and has maybe one good year and then... It's over. Then that's a career, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sage will just retire after 10. He'll just call yeah. it good. Just be done. Okay, see you later. He did what he wanted to do. That's it. Yeah. And then I don't know what will be next for him. Who knows? TV. Ranching. TV. Yeah, he'll be the guy. He'll be the guy that'll actually be good on TV. Mm-hmm. Unlike he'll, step, he, he'll step right into terrible. that role. Especially because he's getting married to... He could probably do it. Actually, he could probably just step in now and just like commentate oh, the sure. first half of the bull ride and then just get on Go his bull. <laughs> yeah. He could probably actually have a microphone on he's while wiring. he's riding and just like, yeah, I'm riding this one right now. So oh. he's, he turned back into my hand. I'm getting a little loose here. So <laughs> start opening up my outside leg. I'm just starting spurting into the well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that actually could be something at the finals though. Do you know what, do you know what would be? That'd be neat. Like this is just like a, a random thought. Random like thoughts. A ra- a, like, Welcome to Random Thoughts of Place. Like, how awesome would it be to have Dale Brisby be your color guy during the Rough Stock events at the NFR? I don't know if he could keep it up for the whole rodeo. I guarantee you could. You think he could? Oh yeah. But it, it would kind of. I think it would kind of take away from the sport a bit too. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It like would be more of a joke. Real commentating. Be fun. Like that would be kind okay. of. Okay. No, you're right. I don't think it would be. Nothing against Dale, in front of the show too. But like, he's funny. It's funny. It'd be funny, but it would be funny. Be, but it'd it would take away from the the actual profession. You yeah. know what else is going to take away from the sport? Going to the Cowboy Channel away from CBS Sports Network. Oh no! Yeah, it's not even going to be on CBS Sports Network. Why? Next year. I don't know what the production quality is going to be like. I don't know, but like, that's like going from going from a national network that's going in all the different like to a local network to a local network. Yeah, that's only seen by a third of the population in the country, oh, maybe less. Man. Yeah. So. PRCA's they made a a good choice by going for their pocketbook because they don't have to pay for the airtime now, so they're gonna be making money on that. But like it's such it seems goofy to go backwards onto a local cable network. Oh, like that's a bad idea. Hey, this is uh, Access TV with the with the NFR from, from Las, Las Vegas, like Las Vegas. Access TV Detroit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except it's Cowboy Channel, so it's cool. It's Cowboy Channel, but, but like still, like I think it's gonna be your viewership's gonna go way down. Yeah, and I think in. Tune with that, your sponsorship's going to go way down. Well, it's totally. And you're it's gonna, not going to be seen by as many people, so the rodeo yep. business might go back a bit. Ah, they might great. save some million bucks on that and lose 10 by on their sponsorship. So Bummer. PBR Canada. Butters. You think Butters going to get it this time? Uh-huh. I believe in my friend. You believe in Butter? Mm-hmm. I believe in Butter. <laughs> I want to see Jared win that. Oh, yeah. I would not be mad and at you know Jared. who else is close there is Brock. I just think that those two are like the... The elite in yeah. Canada, Jordan Hansen too, but like he doesn't go to enough. Canadian no, stuff. he's, a, he's I mean. more NFR guy. Yeah, so. so I mean, when you look at the PBR in Canada, like those two are the the set the bar. Yeah, 
And I, I don't I don't know how much Jared's gonna want to go to some PBR stuff after not winning any money at the finals last year in Vegas. So mm-hmm. but the same I'm thing happened to, to know the about CFR that. though. Didn't win much money yeah. in the CFR. So but I mean you can't he, like he said himself, those eighty three and eighty fours don't cut it. You gotta go win the round. So mm-hmm. uh I'd love to see see Jared though. He's he ha- did have a career another career year, so it'd be cool to see him Knock do well. The door. And then yeah, for this pro rodeo CPRA, what do you think? It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those guys. Those guys too. Jared or Jordan or well, Edgar again. But Dakota's going to the rodeos this next year too. I think. Yeah. So that could be a game. That's the guy you got to watch well. out for at that right? level. He at those things because he was he's dominating gonna, before yeah. he left for the PBR. Right? So maybe we maybe our point system is off in Canada too. Maybe the PBR. Maybe that one's tougher to win the rodeo title too. I don't know. I never thought about it like, like yeah, that in Canada. Yeah. We gave them both the same amount, but maybe mm-hmm. that should be different. Yeah, I'm not something, sure. something to especially more recently, like. Previous years, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, I would say I'm curious. Within like since the inception of the Monster Tour, maybe it's harder, especially because you got to ride those yeah. elite bulls. At and to win a PBR, you got to ride two bulls ninety nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. and they're two good bulls. Where a rodeo, you can kind of be you can be sixty well, points and win the fucking rodeo. Win the whole thing and be win the only guy who stays on, and then you get to go to the CFR. Yeah, it's funny, right? So I don't know, man. It's Damn. interesting, but Damn. I guess we better call this good for this show. Uh, Thanks again to listen to the Cowboy Show with Ted and Wacy. This has been episode number 55. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay 